All too often, we perpetuate the forbidden food myth by telling ourselves that we should be ashamed of the foods we enjoy. But according to Dr. Lynn Rossi, author of the audiobook, The Mindfulness-Based Eating Solution, eating should be enjoyable. Today, Dr. Rossi offers practical advice to help you leave restrictions behind and bring curiosity, trust, and your favorite food to the table. Hi, welcome to Your Great Journey. We offer brief tips, techniques, and insights to help you move in positive directions and master big change. For more information, please visit yourgreatjourney.com. Your Great Journey is brought to you by audiobook publisher Wetware Media. Wetware Media publishes a wide variety of personal transformation audiobooks available from any major online audiobook retailer. For more information, please visit wetwaremedia.com. That's W-E-T-W-A-R-E-M-E-D-I-A dot com. Today, we are sharing an excerpt from the audiobook, The Mindfulness-Based Eating Solution, Proven Strategies to End Overeating, Satisfy Your Hunger, and Savor Your Life, by Dr. Lynn Rossi. This unique whole-body approach will encourage you to adopt healthy eating habits by showing you how to listen to your body's intuition, uncover the psychological cause of your overeating, and be more mindful during mealtime. In this episode, Dr. Rossi focuses on breaking the forbidden food myth by reminding us that we don't need permission to eat what feels good. Food Wisdom Number 1 Eating with Permission No Forbidden Food What are forbidden foods? The first foods that come to mind are usually those high in sugar, fat, salt, and calories. These are foods you have determined are off-limits and bad. You have overeaten them before due to their propensity for kicking off biological cravings, and you associate them with gaining weight. Forbidden foods are not foods you have decided you don't want to eat anymore because of how they taste, how they make you feel when you eat them, or how they are processed. For instance, if you have truly discovered you don't like or want some kind of junk food or overly processed food, then it is not a forbidden food. Additionally, you may have come to peace with food you are allergic to and no longer want to subject your body to. In other words, you don't have to start eating ho-hos or food that makes you break out in hives, again, if you have decided that you don't like how they taste, your taste buds like healthier snacks, or you have a wish to feel healthy. If you don't think you forbid any foods, ask yourself whether you have any guilt when you eat. If you feel guilty or you criticize yourself when you eat it, then it is considered a forbidden food. Remember, The mind can be very clever. Take some time to explore how you talk to yourself about food and whether you have some secretly banned bounty. You can't overcome what you don't acknowledge. Let's review the key issues to expect when you start giving yourself permission to eat. First of all, you may have a lack of trust in yourself. Food often becomes forbidden when you have overeaten it on numerous occasions and probably felt a lack of control. These experiences create a suspiciousness and fear of some types of food 
and a sense of failure as a person, someone without any willpower. Second, if you forbid food, you will crave it. Third, when you forbid food, you tend to idealize it, making it into something much more desirable than it really is. As you reintroduce your forbidden foods, try to relax and enjoy the process. Bring an attitude of curiosity to eating food you might have avoided or denied yourself in the past. Don't be surprised if you feel a little out of balance. If you are afraid you won't stop eating, that is understandable. Regaining trust in yourself takes time. In fact, at first you may overeat your previously forbidden food. Forgive yourself if this happens, but don't give up. If you continue to let yourself know that anything is allowed, the urgency to have large quantities will eventually dissipate. In fact, research shows that people can tire of eating the same kind of food. It's called habituation. Habituation is a decrease in response to a stimulus after repeated presentations. The more accustomed you are to having something, the less novel it becomes and the less craving you will have. One caveat to remember, though, is that you need to pay attention when you are eating or habituation will happen more slowly. When you eat your previously forbidden food, really pay attention. Slow down, savor, and enjoy. A wonderful story of habituation comes from Janine Roth, author of many books on emotional eating. She writes that when she first started on her path of healing, from binging and dieting, she initially gave herself permission to eat chocolate chip cookies for two weeks straight for every meal. She ate the dough raw. She ate them cooked. By the end of the two weeks, she never wanted to see a chocolate chip cookie again. While this is an extreme strategy for overcoming the tendency to binge on a forbidden food. It clearly demonstrates the lengths to which you can go when you give yourself permission with food. She survived and lived to tell the tale of the no longer desired chocolate chip cookie. Be particularly interested and curious about food that produces intense cravings. Having intense cravings for something probably means you are telling yourself you can't have it. You might have a desire for a pleasant experience and an escape from boredom or some other difficult emotion, and you could find yourself obsessing about it. Memories of how wonderful it was in the past may flood your mind. This craving is mental, not biological, and it may make food sound even more delightful than it is. As you begin to eat these revered foods, be aware of the difference between the actual taste and what you tell yourself about the food. When you eat your forbidden food mindfully, sometimes you will actually discover it doesn't taste that great. If it doesn't, stop eating it. For instance, this past Halloween, I told myself that the candy corn someone left lying around at the office would be really great. However, one bite told me otherwise, and I threw out the handful I was ready to throw in my mouth. On the other hand, if you discover you still really like it, 
eat it, and savor it. That is where the permission comes in. You may have anything that you really want. The trick is to eat it mindfully so that you can discover what it tastes like in the present, not when you were 10 years old. Keep being curious about your relationship to food, and you will probably discover many layers of forbidden. I thought I had traveled through my land of the forbidden when it occurred to me that cinnamon rolls were still lurking in the back of my mind with their tempting smell and cinnamon sweetness. Growing up, my mother made the world's best cinnamon rolls. We always had them on special occasions, particularly on Thanksgiving morning. My fingers would find themselves in the bowl of rising unbaked dough before mom had a chance to make it into rolls. As a child, I ate cinnamon rolls without guilt and whenever the opportunity arose. As an adult, after my weight gain and subsequent dieting failures, cinnamon rolls became feared, the food to resist. If I ate one, I was afraid I would eat the whole pan. But I knew that I had to get real if I were to have any right to teach mindful, intuitive eating to others. The cinnamon rolls that I feared the most were the Cinnabons. You know the ones, those supersized monstrosities you smell at the airport as soon as you get through security, at least at the St. Louis airport. Cinnabon is right around the corner from the pat down. I had already overcome my fear of Snickers bars, French fries, chocolate milkshakes, and brownies. One day, I decided I would face the mighty Cinnabon. Successfully through the x-ray machine, could they see my fear? I made my way to the counter and bravely ordered my cinnamon roll. I refused to feel embarrassed, guilty, or any other self-deprecating emotion I might have felt for purchasing that many calories. 730 calories, to be exact, and 37% fat. I would not feel guilty. I had the right to have any food I wanted. I relaxed and calmly gazed at my cinnamon roll and took the first glorious bite. Warm sugar, fat, and cinnamon. Wow, the first bite was pretty great. And then, during the pause between the first and the second bite, I was mindfully eating, of course. I felt the rush of sugar in my body similar to the rush I got many years ago when I experimented with drugs. Hmm. This realization gave me pause. Okay, I took the second bite anyway. This taste wasn't as good, and I could sense that I would be sick to my stomach if I continued to eat it. I got up and found the nearest waste can. I really didn't want any more, and the glisten of the cinnamon roll has been tarnished forever. One at a time, the battle with forbidden foods can be met and overcome. The result is freedom. Not freedom to gorge yourself with all the food you want, but freedom to discover whether what you think you want is really appealing. If it is, eat it with pleasure. If it's not as good as you thought it would be, you can stop obsessing about it. 
Wouldn't it be nice to stop obsessing about the food you think you can't have? Of course, there are always exceptions. And when it comes to food, the complexity of the issues are profoundly humbling. First, the no forbidden food philosophy is not meant to override medical advice you have been given by your healthcare provider about how to manage a medical condition that requires a certain diet. Mindfulness can help you understand and appreciate the reasons for these directives. Mainly, you will notice that when you eat certain foods, you get sick and sabotage your health. A compassionate, kind approach to your body, a mindful approach, would be to pay attention and be open to the right action for your body. What is the impact of eating food that is not recommended? What are other foods you can learn to appreciate and enjoy that honor and respect your body? Instead of looking at the don'ts and reacting to them, can you find other types of food that bring you pleasure so you don't feel deprived? Second, if you are introducing your forbidden foods when you feel emotional, for example, sad, lonely, bored, stressed, anxious, angry, it will be more difficult not to overeat. Binging on food generally results from a combination of the content of the food, for example, high in sugar, fat, or salt, negative self-talk, and your emotional state. We will talk much more about these topics later. Stay tuned. For now, try introducing your forbidden foods when you are in a relatively peaceful or relaxed mood. Thanks for listening to this excerpt from the audiobook, The Mindfulness-Based Eating Solution. Proven strategies to end overeating, satisfy your hunger, and savor your life. You can purchase the complete audiobook from any major online audiobook retailer. If you'd like more information, please visit yourgreatjourney.com. Please be sure to subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode. And if you like the show, please rate and review it. And please share it with friends who might also enjoy it. Thanks for listening. Your Great Journey is brought to you by audiobook publisher Wetware Media. Wetware Media publishes a wide variety of personal transformation audiobooks available from any major online audiobook retailer. For more information, please visit wetwaremedia.com. That's W-E-T-W-A-R-E-M-E-D-I-A dot com.